Sound Opinions is supported by Goose Island, pairing beer and music since 1988. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago, Illinois. Listen critically, enjoy responsibly. So now, ladies and gentlemen, it is start time. Are you ready for start time? From WBEZ Chicago and PRX, this is Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. This week we're going to share some of our favorite new music that's flying under the radar. From a Cameroonian-American multi-instrumentalist to a Seattle punk blues band, we've got new music you need to hear. And we'll have a conversation and performance from singer-songwriter Joan Shelley. I'm coming down for you. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. You are listening to Sound Opinions, and later in the show, we're going to talk to Joan Shelley. But uh, first, it's time for another round of Buried Treasures, Jim, a feature that we try to do as often as we can because we have a huge backlog of beloved music that we feel hasn't gotten enough attention when it came out. I've always got uh, a couple dozen tracks in contention for these shows. You're going to lead us off. I am indeed. I'm going to start with a band named uh, Divino Nino, a band that originated in uh, Colombia, uh, eventually wound its way to Chicago because a couple of the guys in the band uh, came here to to art school. A bilingual quartet that actually got going in Chicago about a decade ago. Their new album is called Foam. You know, it has been an incredible surge of mainstream Latinx music in the last couple of years with uh, artists like Bad Bunny, J Balvin, Rosalia, And we have a similar response to uh, the underground of Latinx music. Remember that surge in rock and espanol in the late 90s, early 2000s? I think we're having a similar underground response now. This is a a psychedelic album full of uh, love ballads, for lack of a better Mm. term. They're kind of softies at heart, but they have this kind of woozy quality in the music. And the, the title track, I think, especially speaks to how they approach their music. This is kind of an Escaval meets post-punk kind of vibe going on. Your space-age bachelor pad music with a little bit of a psychedelic uh, rock band approach. Romantic lyrics, but a little tipsy, a little woozy, a little wobbly. And I just love the vibe they get here. Here's the title track from Foam by a band named Divino Nino on Sound Opinions.
That is Foam from Divino Nino on Sound Opinions, a band with roots in Colombia. You know, I, I hate to quibble, I, I, but I had a night and day reaction. <laughs> I was loving it, yeah. and then the vocals came in. Yeah. And they don't start in that song until fairly late. Right. You know, a third of the way through, yeah. 40, 15 seconds. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I don't like the singing. Yeah? Yeah. They're, they're sort of ballady and sort of romantics at heart. I yeah. think uh, that, that's the... It, but it's a cool vibe, I think. Okay. Uh, instrumental, I'd love it. You know, how do we choose buried treasures? I always like to illuminate because people are, you know, people write to us. Uh, people write to me all the time. Do you guys do local music? Yes, it's called Buried Treasures. We do it several times a year. Um, this was in response. I got a letter from Nashville in response f- to uh, apparently something stupid I said on the show. How could such such a <laughs> thing happen? I don't know. Frosty Horton is a record producer in Nashville, and he said recently on the show, you guys said how there's a lack of great Tennessee rock. I'm thinking maybe it was in, I don't know. (laughs) It sounds like something I could have said, Uh, but it's always said, you know, with good spirit, like, okay, enlighten me. Uh, Maybe we were talking Sturgill Simpson. So Frosty wanted me to hear of this band, Rain Sticks. Uh, It is led by Asher Horton who also plays bass in Sunseeker, one of the third-man records bands uh, on Jack White's label. Uh, You know, and this record, Elkmont, came out in uh, August 2018. But I thought, okay, i got to show Nashville some love since I slighted them, however unintentionally. Rain Sticks is the band, and they are doing uh, a sort of uh, big star XTC power pop psychedelic thing, a little bit of pet sounds, a little bit of rubber soul or revolver, Beatles and Beach Boys, and it's just it's just fantastic. Frosty, you made the case for great rock from Nashville. Um, Rainsticks likes a little bit of mystery, Greg. In mm. lieu of a bio, they simply have on the web. Fireflies and 12 strings, <laughs> full moons and drum machines, <laughs> dead trees and wind chimes. And damn, if that's not what this track, Watercolors, sounds like. So uh, the band Rain Sticks, the song Watercolors from the Elkmont album on Sound Opinions. Colors by Rain Sticks. Great sounds, Greg, from Nashville that are rock, 
not oh, country. Always good to rep Tennessee. I uh, can't imagine uh, us saying anything like that because Tennessee does have a lot of great rock I, bands. Sometimes I'm out. so excited. Maybe I said nothing but Sturgill Simpson. <laughs> you never Whatever, know. Frosty made the case. You and Asher's band is great. I want to go to an artist that uh, I've been hearing about for a couple of years. Uh, she has actually put out five EPs in the last couple of years, 2018, 2019. She's only 19 years old. Goes by the name of B. Christie, but she records under the name of Biba Doobie. Biba Doobie. Uh, that is, and now. Can you say that again? Biba Doobie. I love that. <laughs> it just sort of rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? At the same time, I've been hearing from other uh, listeners and callers and, and friends uh, about this artist. I think the, the song that really made her stand out was a very recent one, came out in October, uh, I Wish I Was Stephen Malkmus. It got some attention. It's kind <laughs> of, of the leader of pavement. Yes. Yeah. And I think what it signaled was that Biba Doobie had sort of reemerged, initially coming out as a sort of a, a lo-fi bedroom artist into a fuller kind of incarnation of that sound, where she's really uh, doubling down on her love of 90s alternative rock pavement mm. and Stephen Malcolmus being among the leaders of that movement in the 90s. But she's paying homage to that era in this latest EP that she's put out called Space Cadet, and you can hear a little bit of that as well in the song I'm going to play. It's actually the title track of that EP, Space Cadet from Biba Doobie on Sound Opinions. Biba Doobie with Space Cadet from her latest EP. Now, that, on one, that one I loved. And also, it reminds me of the joke. You know, Shakespeare said, to be or not to be. Yeah. Sinatra answered, dooby dooby doo. Right. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to Seattle, Greg, for a band called The Black Tones. Two words, because there's another band where Black Tones is one word. This is a group of twins. Eva Walker on guitar and vocals. Cedric Walker, her brother, on drums. It has got that sort of uh, 
new raw ragged garage blues feel of the white stripes obviously uh you know the paradigm of that sound over the last decade and a half combined with that classic seattle grunge stomp in fact their album cobain and cornbread oh boy right cobain and cornbread (laughs) they say is the description of the sound they were going Mm -hmm. for and they nailed it it's produced by Jack and Dino, a giant of the Seattle scene who, uh, you know, recorded Mudhoney, Soundgarden, Nirvana, had helped pave the way for that explosion as a member of Skinyard. This is a fantastic-sounding album. You know, it arrived in the mail on vinyl, <laughs> mm. which is a plus. And I'm like, wow, this is a really cool cover. And then I played it. And now I'm going to play it for you. This is the track uh, Ghetto Spaceship. Because, you know, Eva and Cedric are African-Americans and they're bringing a very black consciousness, mm. humorous, but also activist approach to this music. Ghetto Spaceship from Cobain and Cornbread by the Black Tones. That was Ghetto Spaceship by the Black Tones. You can hear the joy they have in making that music. Now, Greg, you know, again, how do we pick our buried treasures? I try to stay blind. I try not to look up anything about the band's background. I don't want to be swayed. Mm. Everything gets the 15-second test. (laughs) If it's great, it gets the two-track test. And if it's really good, I'm listening to it for fun. Such was the case with Cobain and Cornbread when the album arrived. And then I didn't even realize, in July 2019, show 712, we had a guest uh, pick some uh, favorite buried treasures. So Eva Walker is the same Eva Walker who is a DJ at the great KEXP. Wow. So Eva, that was not patronage, nepotism, friendship, anything. This music blew me away. And now, Greg, we have another guest to give us some Buried Treasures picks. We've invited Jade, who is the morning host on The Current in Minnesota, one of our favorite stations in the U.S., to share a couple of her picks. Hey, Jade, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for taking some time to do this. Yeah, no problem. 
I'm very excited. So, Jade, you've got some uh, buried treasures to lay on us. Yes, I do. Uh, I'm going to start out with one from Minnesota who uh, has jumped on the scene fairly quickly. And this is Dua Soleil. And they are this new voice on the scene that has totally impressed me. They have this song called Pretty Kitten. And I like to think of it as sort of this slyly dirty and updated version of the Arabian Nights tale. So <laughs> think about it like okay. Aladdin has Tinder and he's trying to spit some game at Jasmine <laughs> to get her to go on that magic carpet ride. And Or or an alternate take on, on Veruca Salt's Seether. <laughs> yes, I, I can totally yes. see that. But yeah, it starts out so crisp and clean. And then as the song goes on, it just gets grittier and dirtier and fuzzier. So that by the end of the song, it's all distorted to the point where you can't really understand anything, but you just have this sort of hazy feeling left over. The song feels to me like uh, taking a two-minute hit of something. It's just like you start out (laughs) feeling really good, and by the end you're like, I don't know what just happened. Let's give it a spin. This is uh, Pretty Kitten from Dua Soleil. I've been on a lonely carpet ride. I've been smoking jasmine leaves and spice. Shorty, would you join me for one night? If you call me up, then I'm We should spell that uh, so people can can instantly go on Spotify. D U A S A L E H. I'm loving that, uh, Jade. That's a, a fantastic pick. Uh, you know, it reminded me of like the sort of uh, experimental but still accessible pop that Solange is making. Yeah, they come from a, a Muslim culture and are really inspired by the Quran and that sort of poetic prose that you find mm. there. And, yeah. and bring that into it. And they actually started out their career as a spoken word poet. So you can kind of feel that poetic quality. But then they just want everything to feel really immediate and kind of grungy and record a lot of things on their iPhone. Wow. So that, so that hybrid between spoken word and music in Minneapolis, St. Paul is still going strong. 
Yeah, it's it's been starting for years. You know, that was our underground hip hop culture, uh, which yeah. I think a lot of people know from rhyme sayers and atmosphere. But yeah. it, it continues, yeah, through today. It seems like a Midwestern thing too, because it's a it's really strong in Chicago as well, uh, where the spoken word scene is melding with the hip hop scene has really produced a lot of important artists the last decade. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I I love that. I love that the focus on the storytelling and the words and the repetition. And yeah, I can record it on my iPhone and still make it sound <laughs> really good. If you've got a pick for an album we need to hear, call and leave a message on our hotline, 888-859-1800, or find us on Facebook or Twitter. After a short break, Greg and I will dig up some more buried treasures, and Jade will have one more pick for us as well. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Sound Opinions is supported by Goose Island, the brewers of Next Coast IPA, 312 Urban Wheat Ale, and Bourbon County Stout. Pairing beer and music since 1988, they believe it's always best to listen critically and enjoy responsibly. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott with Jim DeRigatis, and we're going through some of our favorite recent records that haven't gotten as much attention as they should. And today we're joined by Jade from The Current in Minneapolis. Jade, before we go to your next pick, um, so you get inundated with music, but these kind of deeper cuts, you know, give our listeners some advice on how they should find stuff that maybe isn't getting the attention it deserves, but is really cool. Like, how would you sort of, what's your discovery process like for this kind of music? Yeah, a lot of times it's through seeing live shows and finding a favorite there. Or I know we live in a culture which is all about the singles. Mm -hmm. You see the YouTube video and you like it, or through some algorithm it ends up on your Spotify or wherever you get your music. But I think going back to the album, the old school way, you know, just yeah. <laughs> I, I grew up in the going to the record store, somebody hands you something and you fall in love with it through listening to all of the songs. Mm -hmm. And then there's the one that speaks to you personally. And I, I think there is still some benefit to going and listening to the full album, even if people aren't really making albums anymore. Yeah, that seventh track, you know, on the record that uh, no, nobody ever gets to because they listen to the single and they, then they move on, right? Um, yeah, that's or kind of the, a lost the art. secret songs at the end of the album, I kind of miss right. that. Yeah. We don't yeah. have that anymore because nobody's tossing on a CD to kind of listen the full way through. Exactly. Well, you have another pick for us, Jade? I do. I do have another pick for you. And this is uh, an artist who I have gotten to see live and I did interview, but this is Vagabond. Uh, Leticia Tomko is her actual name, but she performs under the name Vagabond. And she has a song called Water Me Down, which is the anthem for somebody trying to make fun of you, be mean to you, take you down a notch, and you just letting it roll off your back. And so the lyrics, when you listen to them, are kind of depressing and sad, but the sound of it is this joyous celebration and party. And I, I just, I love her voice too. She's got this really deep voice that kind of pulls you under like a tide. I, I, I've fallen absolutely in love with her. Let's hear Water Me Down by Vagabond on Sound Opinions. Never meant to be you, never meant to be me, never meant to be us. Never meant for all of this, never meant for you to love, never meant for you to trust. 
Vagabond, V-A-G-A-B-O-N. I, I love that track, Jade. Uh, it is super sensual. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting there's a Jade aesthetic here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because both of your picks are a little in the uh, kind of Portishead, dream pop, uh, you know, hazy, wonderful, sensual. Nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. I'm, I'm down. I have sort of poor eyesight, and I don't like to wear my glasses so that the entire world is kind of this hazy watercolor, so I definitely think there's there's something to that. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, thank you, Jade. Uh, we'll listen to you on The Current. Thanks for being on Sound Opinions. Yeah, thank you guys so much. All right, Greg, we have uh, one more buried treasure pick each. What do you got? Yeah, Jim, I've uh, been to uh, Bogota, Colombia. I've been to the Philippines. That's where Biba Dewey is originally from. Her family is anyway. Oh, not on a holiday vacation, but yeah. a, a, on this show. On I this got, show. Uh, okay, and now gotcha. I'm going to Australia just for All this right. show, Jim. Yes, right. absolutely. Uh, from Australia, Pissed Idiots is the name of the band. Uh, punk garage band with a lot of soul in it. As P-I-S-T. As I yes, P-I-S-T. Idiots. EPs in 2017, 2018. Ticker is the latest EP in 2019. Uniformly solid. But what really makes the band stand out for me is the singer, Jack Sniff. We all love uh, F-Dup's Damien Abraham. Oh, yeah. A soulful dude who happens yeah. to play in a hardcore punk band. And a very of, large in, out man. Out of Canada, yes. And similar in girth is Jack Sniff. Uh, and a man who uh, sings a lot about... The being the guy who was getting left out, kicked out, but will not go away and will not stay down. I am. Mm. You're not going to beat me down. You're not going to prevent me from doing what I want. Uh, and you can hear a little bit of that angst, for lack of a better word, in the song I'm going to play. And then the song revs up, and you can feel him breaking through that brick wall <laughs> that's trying to keep him out yeah. of whatever he wants to get. It's Pissed Idiots with a song called Ticker on Sound Opinions. Some play it cool and some play it mean And I'd be happier if I was clean I come up to you when you shoot me down quick Kick me in the gutter, kick me in the teeth Everyone's got ticker so it seems Everyone's got ticker Except for me Everybody's got ticker 
That is Pissed Idiots with a song called Ticker, the title track from their latest EP. You know, maybe I was in a Minnesota frame of mind, uh, having listened to Jade's picks, mm. but I was flashing on, what if we had taken the replacements out of that 3-2 beer pull-tab bar culture <laughs> that gave them birth in Minnesota and put them in an Aussie pub? Yes. Right? That's really what's happening here. Great stuff. And a little bit of the Saints soulfulness. Absolutely. Um, Greg, I have one more pick, and it comes courtesy of a student I had last semester at Columbia College. Uh, and I love this. You know, when I have a young, aspiring writer and music lover write a review that blows my mind of a band that I have not heard, and I, I am ashamed to say I had not heard Muna before this student review of seeing them live uh, on tour supporting their second album, Saves the World. MUNA, Saves the World, M-U-N-A, all caps. Um, this is a proudly uh, self-identified uh, queer girl band from Los Angeles. Uh, three musicians, electronic pop, uh, and and singer-songwriter. You know, no genre description really does uh, does them right. They are singing about the concerns of being uh, young and out. Uh, they are singing about the, the challenges for many young queer people. And they are looking at their own challenges in life before they decide, hey, saving yourself is the key to saving the world. Hence the title of their second album, Muna Saves the World. Had you been hip to them? I am. I love it. Oh, I should have listened to you. I yeah. don't think we never talked about them on the show. Yeah. And they and they should have been. This is a song, number one fan by Muna on Sound Opinions. So I had the bad news. Nobody likes me and I'm gonna die alone in my bedroom. Looking at strangers on my telephone. stuff to end on, Jim. Uh, it, it, just another indication with Moon on number one fan of there's so much great music out there. Yes. You know, and it, not a lot of people paying attention, but, you know, to me, it's so inspiring that we're never going to run out of this stuff. No we're matter never. how bad the world gets, there's still going to be incredible stuff out there to listen to. Yes. You know, and Muna had sold out a 1,500-seat venue here in Chicago, and I'd never heard of them. Yeah. Like, there's so much great music. It, it is indeed. Uh, if you've got an album that is flying under the radar that everyone should hear, let us know. Give us a call at 888-859-1800 or connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. 
Coming up, we're going to hang out with Joan Shelley at the Goose Island Tap Room in Philly and hear a live performance from her. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott with Jim DeRogatis, and in this episode, we've been uh, highlighting some of our favorite buried treasures. Under the radar acts, we think we all should know more about. And recently, Jim and I sat down with an artist uh, that we highlighted on a buried treasures episode last year, uh, Louisville folk singer-songwriter Joan Shelley. I am in love with Joan Shelley's latest album. You know, she's coming out of this bluegrassy folk tradition, mm-hmm. and uh, there's mm-hmm. sort of a dreamy quality about the voice that draws on these ancient folk traditions and brings them very much into the light of what's going on in the world today, a vibe that I really, really love. Well, since 2010, Greg, Joan has released eight solo albums, including Like the River Loves the Sea, last year's fantastic record. She joined us at the Goose Island Brew House in Philadelphia, accompanied by Nathan Salzberg, and we started the conversation by talking about where her performing career began, Athens, Georgia, that eclectic music scene that gave birth to bands like R.E.M. and the B-52s. Shelley played in bars while attending the University of Georgia. Determined to set herself apart from an undergraduate student body of 30,000 people, she joined an activity that uh, many of us probably would tend to shy away from. Rather terrifying, but it helped steal her nerves for live performance, and that was the skydiving club. It was a team, a formation skydiving team, so I tried to do something other people maybe didn't want me to do, my parents, and... um, I joined that club and have over a hundred like jumps and we competed and everything. Oh my God. It's a thing. Really? It's a thing, yes. Were you scared? Of course. I, I don't remember a single thing from the first jump and the way you do it, you can either be tandem attached to somebody and they jump out and they've got the parachute. But the way I did it, I've never been in the air with anyone else attached to me. So the first time you do it, they uh, hold you like a piece of luggage and just jump you out of the, out of the plane so you don't go into a spiral, and then you know eventually you get your altimeter. You're looking at it and you throw your parachute at a certain elevation and land by yourself and all that. I don't remember a single thing. I don't know how anyone wow. gets through that. It's amazing you're still alive, Joan. Yeah. <laughs> it would seem like there is no gig you could possibly do that would be hairier than that. Right. All right. Set so the you, bar you're well equipped. High, literally. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of gigs, you're here with Nathan Salzberg, your longtime accompanist. Uh, What are you going to play? We'll start with Coming Down for You. Your hands warm? Warm enough, let's see. You always knew I would 
down for you Joan Shelley and uh, Nathan Salzberg live in Philadelphia Goose Island uh, brew house not a song about jumping out of an airplane but now that we mentioned it right before it fits right, right. that it was a strange fits. experience I read this fantastic quote talking about how much Kentucky is always in your music you were saying that the common denominator you thought was passion whether we're talking the Bible thumpers of hmm. yore or the uh, as you put it, the uh, the racetracks and the derby and the bourbon and the moonshine. Yeah, right? the extremes. And Nathan actually did a, a bunch of recordings called Work Hard, Play Hard, Pray Hard. It's a good example of what goes on in Kentucky, just like this push to the extremes. And it can be, it can be a good thing, you know, figure out your edges, I guess. Well, passion, <laughs> like you said. Yeah. Passion is admirable. But the middle way would be nice sometimes. A little less passion, <laughs> yeah, cool. a little less Always extremism. Yeah. Like a child in a fit of protest, screaming out just to hear your name. Like a child who would break the window for fresh air and wind and waves. So you had to go away from Kentucky, really, to get some perspective. Like the River Loves the Sea, recorded about as far away from Kentucky as you can get in so Reykjavik, yeah. Iceland, yeah? Yeah, I like that kind of distance and perspective. Traveling and touring has given me a lot of perspective on Kentucky that I could come home and live there. Mm-hmm. I think if it hadn't been for all the travel, I would have a hard time understanding 
what was good about it and what was going to be the, the fight, you know, like if I had the, the will to go on there. And um, Iceland was, I have a friend there, an Irish guy who moved there, and he became kind of this Irish mayor of Reykjavik in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a big booster for the place and yeah. the music, so he was insisting we come and record in the studio that Bjork helped set up, and uh, it's called Greenhouse, and we had a few days there. Nathan, myself, and James Elkington went over and just kind of set up camp. You said something interesting about uh, Iceland, too, that really resonated with me, because you said that you were working with Jim Elkington, as you mentioned, um, a British expat that lives in Chicago now, and you said that if you had come to Chicago, it would have been limitless options, and Mm -hmm. you wanted to limit those options in some way. So, yeah. so how did that work? Well, for instance, that, that last song that we played, I had written on banjo, and I was like, okay, we'll mm. be recording with a banjo. And we, when we flew to Iceland, we brought these guitars. And I was like, find me a banjo over there in Iceland. <laughs> and they couldn't find one. Wow. Um, yeah, it's just... It's an know, insult to Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, I think they... Maybe they hid it from me, actually. Yeah, right. when I think about it now. <laughs> Um, so I had to retune a guitar and play it like I would play a banjo, so it had that same rhythm. But that I liked in the end. I think I liked it better than the way my banjo sounded. So constraints can be, you know, happy accident. Yeah. yeah. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and we're at the Goose Island Brew House in Philadelphia with folk singer-songwriter Joan Shelley. I have a theory about this this record, and uh, I'm not the first critic to say this, but uh, mm. opening with Haven, mm. which to me is a song questioning what is home. Mm. And I think that kind of, you answer it in different ways throughout this album. Am I completely, is that a, just a theory? No, that's I'm a good reading on that, for sure. Hey. my songs end up telling me that I don't know what I'm going to write until I write it kind of thing and it teaches me a lot about my mind and, and what I think about the world and that's something that always comes up it's like you know the things that you think of as home might be taken away from you over the course of your life and so cultivating something that is central common to all your experiences where your body goes and what we build as community too that goes to that too so mm-hmm. I like to be adaptable well, and you've really tapped into the, certainly in Louisville, musical community, right? I mean, th- there seems to be a thriving community there that supports you, that you support other musicians. Uh, and Louisville's kind of been noted for being a kind of a, a freak outpost, you know? It's, uh, uh, you know, the Four Carnation and Rodin and Slint and uh, Freak Waters from there, you know? I mean, that's, these are not, these are left of center artistic enterprises. So, Joan, if you were the careerist, everybody would have said, why aren't you in Nashville? And right. obviously you feel more, uh, more at home in, with that scene in Louisville. Yeah. I think uh, there's a guy from Kentucky, Tyler Childers, is kind of blowing up right now. And he's outspoken about this in a way I think was pretty good, which was, you know, everyone moves to Nashville to write about the town down the road. 
what's happening to that town down the road that you left, you know, meantime, when everyone's being romantic about like, we used to go down this and do that. Mm -hmm. And those places are drying up. And another Wendell Berry, who's a writer from Kentucky, writes about that too, just that drain of going to the cities and, and leaving what, you know, what you romanticize behind to crumble. And I think even though Louisville would do fine without me, I like being there. I like the freakiness. I like the weird things that other places don't have and trying to like feed them and you know be a part of them no kentucky stays in my mind it's sweet to be five years behind that's That's where where i'll be when the seas rise holding my dear friends and drinking wine yeah, a lot of your songs seem to draw this continuum, like we're part of this continuum. With music and as people, was that always a part of your life or was that something that you came to, you know, once, once you went away to college and mm. started playing in music. bands in Louisville when you came back and things like it that? It was, uh, I, w- I wrote my first song in, as like an eight-year-old. And mm-hmm. for me, music was what I was doing while I thought I was like training to become a marine biologist or something. It was like, here's the world that you're taught to achieve in. And I just, I had these two lives until I got to be an adult and made choices mm-hmm. that like, oh, I'm, you know, not going to live to please my grandfather or some kind of like older model. And as soon as I realized that, thank God I had this creative life that I had been doing the whole time. And I'm thankful that the schools had, you know, arts programs and things like that. Just it's so crucial. I had that language. So it wasn't like I was always musical and that was always my interest. But it was songwriting rather than consume, you know, being very a collector. Um, How about one more song? The Fade is a good one to go out on, I think. Okay. Spring remembered the taste of gin, an island light upon our skin. Your form it lingers, a trace just where you've been. The songs we sang, I'll sing again. When it breaks down, babe, let's try to see the beauty in all the fate. I saw the river thick with mud break through the banks and run and I confess I liked it I cheered the flood when the water hit the walls and won when it breaks down baby let's try to see the beauty in all the Come. 
Great stuff. Beautiful song, The Fading, from uh, Joan Shelley, accompanied by Nathan Salzberg. Thank you, Joan Shelley. Thank you, Nathan Salzberg. It's been a pleasure having you here at the Goose Island Brew House in Philly. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. what do we have on the show next week? Next week, Jim, we have a classic album dissection of Brian Wilson's Beach Boys masterpiece, Pet Sounds. Revisiting one of our favorite dissections ever. For more sound opinions, listen to the podcast wherever you find such things. Special thanks this week to Shannon Smith, Zach Soleil, and Stephen LaFasha for our session with Joan Shelley in Philadelphia. As always, Sound Opinions is produced by Brendan Banisak, Alex Claiborne, Iona Contreras, and Andrew Gill. Hello? On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So now it's time to hear what, what you deal? have to say. New messages. Bit. I got two. Hey, what's up? It's Mike from New York City. Happy New Year. Uh, I want to weigh in on your songs about pot. It's really a culture. And with people that smoke pot, there's a lot of drawbacks as far as, you know, lethargy and, and apathy and uh, potential respiratory issues and uh, the big one, brain damage. But that being said, I love songs that celebrate the idea that we have already found what we wanted out of life with marijuana and our friends and our music and a song that really just epitomizes that for me is uh, Shanty by Jonathan Edwards We're gonna lay around the shanty mama and put a good buzz on Drop that track fill the bowl and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks guys. Bye bye yeah, this is Snoopy. I'm the original drummer for Love. I played on the 7 and 7 is and our two hits, uh, My Little Red Book. 
I used to hang out with Elliot Inger from the Mothers, and I see that you did not mention Don Bogart, that joint, my friend, and that was in the 60s. I, I, all those other people you mentioned were considerably later. So one of the first ones, I think, was Elliot Inger's Don Bogart, that joint. Don Bogart, that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me Don't bogart that joint, my friend Pass it over to me Okay, thank you. Bye. Roll another one Just like the other one Been hanging on to it, and I sure would like a hit. Let me tell you about this girl. Maybe I should. I met her in Philly, and her name was Brown. Hi, my name is Leanne Smith. I'm calling from Atlanta, and on your podcast you did today on pot songs, I was curious as to why you would leave out D'Angelo's brown sugar. Thank you. Hey, this is Luke from Des Moines. Thanks for a great show, but while you guys are singing about your sweet leaf, Maybe play a little Jesse Winchester, Twigs and Seeds for your neighbors in some less progressive states. Thanks. Well, when I got home from work last night, uh, I headed straight for my stash, you know, because I wanted some of my private blend, which is two parts grass to one part hash. Well, when I got to my little secret hiding place and I checked out my little plastic bag, well, there wasn't a speck of that nice leaf left, and I felt my whole spirit sag. There's nothing but twigs and seeds. Hey, Jim and Greg, this is Susanna from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Love the show as always. I thought for your songs about pot, uh, feature, you really should consider Smoking Pot in the Hot City by the Archers of Loaf. Um, that kind of chirpy, twangy guitar paired with gritty fuzz that breaks through into sunshine uh, is really addictive. Thanks for all your great work. Bye. No more messages. To share your opinions on Sound Opinions, call 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX.